0: Verse 52 And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. What was it that caused the graves to open? I believe it was the voice of the Lord Jesus. Look at verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice. When he had cried again with a loud voice. Some people say, oh, it was the earthquake. That's the natural explanation for the graves being opened. I don't believe it. I believe it was the power of the voice of the Lord Jesus If you want a psalm to read before bedtime tonight, you read Psalm 29. Talks all about the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. You know, it's a wonderful thing when any person hears the voice of the Lord. When you hear the voice of the Lord Jesus. How do you hear it? Well there's people would you go to a charismatic church. They'll tell you. Oh you can hear an audible voice. And the Lord will tell you to do this. And tell you to do that. And tell you to do the other thing. It's like the. It's like the woman who went to the man. She said uh, God told me to marry you. And the boy turned around and he said. Well God didn't tell me to marry you. So she was not bother. Folks. The Lord speaks to us through the Bible, through his word. That's how we hear the voice of the Lord. As we read it, as we study it on a Sunday evening, as we gather around it like we're doing tonight, we hear the voice of the Lord, and it's wonderful. As he teaches us by his spirit, as he talks to us. Now, what actually happened here at Calvary... Was a fulfillment of the Old Testament. I want you to notice that. This miracle of the opening of the graves. And the resurrection of the Christians. This miracle had been predicted in the Old Testament. Now first of all I want you to go back in your Bible to Leviticus 23. Leviticus chapter 23. We're going back to the feast of. Of first fruits, we were talking earlier about the feast of Passover, but this is the feast of first fruits. In Luke, I uh, beg your pardon, Leviticus chapter twenty-three. Look at verse nine, Leviticus twenty-three and verse nine. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, "Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye become into the land which I give unto you." And shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. So, what was happening here was that Jews would go out into the harvest field and they would Uh, pluck a, a sheaf of wheat, a sheaf of corn, and they would bring the sheaf to the tabernacle and they would give it to the priest and the priest, he would wave it like this. It was to say, Lord, here's the first fruits of the harvest. Here's the first sheaf out of the field of corn or wheat. Here's the first There's more to come, Lord, when we get the scythe out and we get the rest of the field harvested. But here's the first fruits of the harvest. Do you know whenever the Lord Jesus died at Calvary and the graves opened and the saints arose, it was the first fruits. It was as if the uh, sheaf was being waved before the Lord. These Christians have risen from the dead and there's more to come. There's coming a day when all the Christians and all the graves and all the cemeteries in the world will be raised from the dead. They'll come out of their graves. There's going to be Christians coming up out of Mount Castle Cemetery. Going to be Christians coming out of Ballion Cemetery. Going to be Christians coming out of the, out of the city cemetery. Whatever cemetery, whatever graveyard you care to mention tonight. My father's buried up in a graveyard uh, in the little village of Ballygally tonight. He's laying there for over a year now. But hallelujah, someday he's coming up out of that grave. Your loved ones, some of you have lost loved ones last year. It was a difficult year for you. If that loved one was washed in the blood of the Lamb. They're not going to stay there. The harvest's going to be gathered in someday. Oh, the, the first fruits, the, the sheaf of the first fruits has been waved before the Lord. As it were, as Jesus died at Calvary. The graves opened, the saints arose. It was like the priest in Leviticus waving the sheaf before the Lord. I see what happened, folks, here in Matthew 27. This miracle, it had been predicted a long time before in the book of Leviticus, in the Pentateuch. Never think that the New Testament is a book on its own. Its twin is the Old Testament. Now here's another one, Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37 Stay with me now. Concentrate. I know you're maybe tired. But let's think about Ezekiel 37. And uh, if you go down there please to verse 12. Verse number 12. Therefore... Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. What's the prophet talking about here? He's talking about Calvary. Verse 13 And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. Do you notice that the prophet says, O my people, that's the phrase that's repeated there, O my people. These are Christians that the prophet Ezekiel is talking about. Tell me, who was it that rose from the dead when Jesus died at Calvary? Who were these people who, who came out of their graves that first Easter? My people. Christians. Saints. That's what it says. Go back to Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Look at it again there. Look at verse 52. And the graves were opened. And many bodies off the... Saints which slept arose. I, the prophet Ezekiel, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he spoke of this miracle at Calvary. Now let's drill down a wee bit deeper into Matthew 27. You notice that it says there that many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Slept. When a Christian dies, they fall asleep. There's nothing frightening about that. There's nothing disturbing about sleep. Some of you maybe can't sleep that well, and and you you lament, if only I could sleep. This is the picture of someone who dies in Christ. They fall asleep. They're sleeping. Now, for someone who dies out of Christ, I'm afraid it's a different story. Because like the rich man in Luke chapter 16, when they die, yes, they're going to be buried, but in hell they will lift up their eyes. There'll be no sleep. Oh, it'll be the opposite end of the spectrum for the person who dies out of Christ. That's why we should pray for our loved ones and not let go. That's why we should be in the prayer meeting on Tuesday morning. Thursday evening, Sunday evening, whatever chance we have to be in a prayer meeting. To pray for our loved ones. Would you not like to do that? Would you not like to join us in the prayer meeting? Ah, you say I couldn't pray. Doesn't matter. You can pray silently, can't you? you? Don't have to pray a big long prayer outwardly. Those kinds of prayers kill prayer meetings. We don't want them. But you come and you join us in the place of prayer and let's Lift up a great volume of prayer for our loved ones. That son or daughter or grandchild that you're concerned about. Someone else that you've got a burden for. Besiege the throne throne of grace for them. Because I want to tell you tonight, folks, the Lord can bring them out of the grave. You see, that loved one of yours that's not yet saved, they're in a grave, spiritually speaking. In Ephesians chapter 2, we read there, You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Dead. She that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. How do you explain that one? Adam and Eve, we were teaching the children there in Lifeliners one Tuesday evening about Adam and Eve and how the Lord said, I think it was last Tuesday evening, my memory's not great, my memory's a wee bit like a goldfish. Um, but anyway, it was last Tuesday evening, I think, and um, we, we taught them how that the Lord said, if you eat of the tree of knowledge, you'll die. Some people think, oh, but I Eve ate the fruit and Adam ate the fruit and they didn't drop dead. That's not what it means. It means that their relationship with God died that instant. And every person subsequently who has been born into this world, their relationship with their maker has been non-existent. It has been dead But the Lord Jesus Christ is able to bring the sinner out of their grave, out of spiritual death. I can well remember when the Lord brought me out of the grave. The 19th is this actually this month, 1996. 19th of April. Sunday evening. Heard a faithful man preach the word that Sunday evening. There was no gimmicks. No entertainment just normal service like this one tonight, but I went home and boy, there was a burden of conviction under me on on me. I was wed down under it, and in my bedroom at home, the Lord brought me out of the grave he's still able to do it today. let's keep praying, let's keep pleading for our nearest and dearest. Well, it says here that in verse 53, and they came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. I believe that these people had died a short time before the crucifixion. I don't believe that these saints who rose from the dead at Calvary were people who had been dead a long time. What would have been the point of people who who had died hundreds of years before rising and going into Jerusalem and appearing? Nobody would have knew them. Nobody would have recognized them. There would have been no point in it. The it, The point of it here is that these people obviously were in the grave a relatively short time their loved ones were still alive and these people rise from the dead and they go into the holy city and they appear to their loved ones and their loved ones can't believe their eyes is it really you you, the person that we buried at the funeral recently you're alive again you can just picture people rubbing their eyes and blinking am I seeing things am I having? A, a, am I hallucinating Oh, the wonder of it all. Miraculous. And it says that they went into the holy city, so obviously they were buried outside the city. The tombs, the graves here referred to, were outside the city. And so these people make their way into the city. Now... You, you, you have to get the, the chronology right here. You have to get the order right. When was it that these people miraculously rose from the dead? It was after the Lord Jesus had risen from the dead. Now, on Good Friday, that's when the graves were opened. Don't ask me to explain why it was that the Lord opened the graves on the Friday evening as his beloved son died. And then nobody came out of the graves until Sunday morning, the third day, until after Christ had risen from the dead. Don't ask me to explain it. Maybe the Lord will reveal it to us sometime. Maybe if you study and I study a wee bit more, maybe the Holy Spirit will teach us. But that's a secret thing. We just have to leave that with the Lord until he reveals it to us, the reason for it. But the reality is, it tells us here, that they came out of the graves after his resurrection. After his resurrection. The Lord Jesus he descended into the caverns of the dead. And he burst the bars of death as he went down. And he released his saints from death. And on the first Easter Sunday. They came up out of the grave. They followed him out of the grave. Out of their tombs. You see, Christ always has to go first, doesn't he? He must always come first. He must rise from the dead. And then his people after him. He's the first fruits. That's what uh, 1 Corinthians actually calls the Savior. If you turn with me as we close to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. And the verse that we want to look at is verse 20. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. He's risen from the dead. That's a fact tonight. That's not by and by, pie in the sky. No, it's, it's an indisputable fact. It's an uh, incontestable fact that Christ is risen from the dead. And it says he's become the first fruits of them that slept. Oh, the Lord Jesus, when he rose from the dead... Like those saints who who rose after he had risen, he's the first fruits, the sheaf that was waved before the Lord. And the wonderful reality is that every Christian who has died down through the centuries, someday will be raised again. All the Christians who have died from Adam will be raised. They will come out of the graves. There is no alternative. Because Christ has risen, his people must rise with him. They must follow him in resurrection glory. And of course, it's all going to kick off Whenever the trumpet sounds and whenever he comes again, are you looking forward to his coming? Tell me this are you disappointed that he hasn't come today already? When you went to your bed last night, did you go to bed with a heavy heart because Christ hadn't come back? If not, If that's not the way it is with us, I pray the Holy Spirit will make us to be like that, that we will sigh, that we will long for the return of our beloved and the sound of the trumpet so that our loved ones will be raised from the dead. But of course, those who died out of Christ will remain in their graves. Oh, they're going to stay there. The Bible tells us that they will be raised from their graves after the millennium, after the thousand-year reign of Christ. We're coming to that in Revelation. And they will be raised to stand before Christ at the great white throne of judgment. A horrendous thought. Huck, it's terrible, isn't it, you say? It's awful, it's not fair. How would a God of love put people through that, send people to the lake of fire, Forever. Here's another question. How would anybody in their right minds reject Jesus Christ? How would anybody in their right mind reject the gospel and reject what Christ has done? Trample on his precious blood. I tell you, anyone who would trample on the precious shed blood of Christ deserves the lake of fire. Ah, You heard me right. That's what they deserve. God forbid that anybody in our Sunday evening or Sunday morning service should do that.